The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decision. Hi everyone, welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Nigel Finch. And today on the program, I'm speaking with Jimmy Wong, Executive Chairman and Managing Director at Credit Intelligence, who are listed under the ticker code CI1. Now, Credit Intelligence is a Hong Kong-based debt restructuring and personal insolvency management business with the uh, within the credit funding sector. They listed on the ASX in 2018. So, Jimmy, thanks for joining us from Hong Kong and welcome to the program. Thank you, everybody. To start off, can you give listeners a quick snapshot of the size and scale of credit intelligence? Perhaps things like your headcount, your revenues and your market cap. In Hong Kong, we have about 35 staff uh, working in CBD of Hong Kong with free floors office. And our revenue last year for Hong Kong business is about six million Aussie dollar. And the market cap today should be around the eight, 80 million to 90 million Aussie dollar. And Jimmy, for those that don't know your company, can you tell us briefly about the target markets that you're uh, focused on and the services that you're providing? Uh, we are a Hong Kong based uh, company. We basically data back to 2002. We target to handle personal debt problem for many, many people in Hong Kong and maybe over the world. So we expanded to Singapore and Australia in 2019 and 2020. And so what factors are driving the demand for debt restructuring and insolvency management services? In Hong Kong in 2002, there was a big demand for bankruptcy and uh, personal debt restructuring because of the Asian financial crisis. Started in 1997 and the property prices in Hong Kong dropped at 70%. 10 million property dropped to 3 million as also the crash in the stock market. Many people in happy debt because they bought uh, too many properties. They lost a lot in the stock market. So many people with uh, heavy debt. So I managed to start the personal debt restructuring in Hong Kong from two to in Hong Kong. So I'm the leading uh, player in the market uh, from two to, to, to today. So in 2004, I was appointed as a bankruptcy trustee for World Bank Hong Kong to manage the large number of uh, personal bankruptcy cases. So we managed to handle about uh, more than 14,000 cases uh, from 2004 to today for the bankruptcy administration. And for the personal debt restructuring, we managed to handle uh, over uh, about 9,000 cases from 2002 to 2019. This is our history and our success story in Hong Kong. And so today, what are some of the factors that are really driving demand for your service? I think there will be a big problem over the world because of the uh, COVID-19. I think the global economy will be in big trouble uh, from last year, this year, and the years to come. And the virus will not go away uh, overnight. And I expect the virus will disappear this year or even next year. Uh, this is uh, well supported by the same and by the WHO, the World Health Organization. And for the slowdown in global economy, a lot of uh, sectors will be affected in many countries, including Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, every country. So I think this is a huge market 
for personal debt restructuring and the bank administration and some uh, smart lending to individuals and uh, uh, SME to solve uh, their financial problem. So I think this will be a huge growth potential for Taiwan in Hong Kong, Australia, and in many countries. Mm. Well, look, talking about Australia, from your vantage point, what do you see as some of the macro risks in Australia? And how do you see the future for your services uh, here in Australia? I think there will be a very sexy growth story for me in Australia. So I'm lucky to get this in Australia in 2018. And uh, we managed to get uh, a lot of investors interested in our stocks. We see a big uh, rise in trading and our share price are from 2018 when we first listed from the listing price of two cents. Okay, we went to 13 cents uh, last week and put trading uh, in the last three months. And the gold story in Australia is very exciting to me because we have the chapter two, the personal debt restructuring company uh, with the FinTech and uh, maybe AI and blockchain to support in the coming months and years. And a huge number of uh, people can lead our service in the personal debt restructuring to negotiate with the banks and to arrange payment. And this is the uh, future direction of uh, chapter two, a uh, big rise in uh, personal debt cases. This is my anticipation because the macroeconomics in Australia in many countries is not uh, good looking. The closure of the border and the uh, drop in the uh, export of Australia and uh, with nearly 100% stock in the overseas tourists and a big drop in the overseas students from Hong Kong and Australia, uh, from, uh, from China and many other countries. I think it will adversely affect the revenue of the uh, Australian economy if they don't have a lot of uh, tourists and overseas students and a lot of uh, buying orders from China and many other countries for the Australian export. I anticipate there will be a bad time for Australian economy in the coming months and years if this uh, situation did not uh, reverse and the job seeker assistance, as I know, it will stop. If I'm not wrong, it will stop in March. And I don't think every government has the endless money to support the economy by just uh, printing more cash. I think printing money is a lot of solution to solve the economic problem. And what do you think um, about the, you know, talking about printing money, what do, you, what do you think about the amount of money that's in circulation at the moment? I'm, I'm not an economist. I, I don't think it's a good idea to print money. You see China, they have a largest, uh, maybe the second largest economy. Uh, the, the financial chief uh, yesterday, uh, I think Mr. Guo, okay, he uh, have indicated, okay, to the whole world that uh, he foresee a big uh, problem for the global economy and uh, overheating in the economy, the oversupply of money and the asset bubble. Uh, I think uh, this uh, Mr. Guo as the head of the PLC uh, banking uh, sector, he's a good, he's, he, he was giving a good uh, indication, a, a good uh, message to the whole world. Printing money is not a good uh, solution. Even China, they are scared of uh, printing money to solve the problem. Printing money, in my, in my eyes, is a stupid or maybe a suicide 
uh, action in the long run. Okay, USA is trying to print money, and the U.S. stock market is uh, overheated. The the the, uh, the the Bitcoin is highly speculative because uh, people have no where to invest the money to do business. They just speculate in the stock market and Bitcoin. This is a very dangerous sign. The the asset bubble is uh, very serious. Even in Australia, the, the the housing price may be still very high, higher than before the COVID nineteen. But this should not be the case. In many places, even Hong Kong and China is very about the asset bubble for the housing prices. They are trying to stop the crazy rise. I think this is a good lesson to be learned by every government in the world. And for our business, uh, when the asset bubble is uh, bigger and bigger, it will burst, and many people will be in, in that trouble. Even in every society, in every country, there are many rich people. They are getting richer and richer because of asset bubble. They have a lot of cash. But for the poor people, they will be getting more and more miserable. That's my point. And there will be a lot of people needing our service for debt restructuring in Hong Kong, Australia, in many places uh, over the world for the personal debt restructuring. We are, we are ready to expand to other countries, even mm -hmm. the UK or USA or even, okay, uh, the Asian cities because they are well prepared with the good infrastructure, with the good IT system, good good app ready, and we are ready to expand to other countries by every session. And for bank operator, also SME in Australia, I have a big hope for our explosive growth in the coming months and years because uh, SME certainly needs good financial support for their good business or even survival. And our model for also for SME, we will use AI and FinTech to help to monitor financial health of uh, SME and we'll arrange a good funding to give uh, responsible lending for this SME. Okay, we are going to be profitable, but like the other personal financial they are just burning money, lending money to people without any okay consideration or, or without any responsibility. Okay. And they don't care whether the money can be recovered. I think this is a dangerous signal to the young people and to the society. Okay, spending without responsibility. So, Jimmy, given your views on the economy, um, what's your approach to developing debt solutions and debt restructuring solutions? I have a good experience from World Two. I'm confident that we can copy our model in many countries. We are still very successful in Hong Kong. In Australia, we will do more the debt restructuring the service for the Aussie people when they're in need for individuals. For SME, we can do restructuring for them even if they are in financial trouble, they're, if they are not qualified for uh, uh, lending. But after their financial health are improving, we can arrange a responsible lending to keep their business running or keep their business uh, growing. And we will have a FinTech AI and the blockchain are uh, all in place in the coming okay year, months and years. Uh, we are trying to work with the UTS in Sydney to develop the fintech uh, so that we may be one of the leading companies in the world using fintech and AI to the SME uh, operator and, and the financial uh, business. I mm. think we have a big story ahead. I have a big dream, always a big dream, always need to be dream big for a big success. This is my uh, philosophy. Well, Jimmy, there's been a number of technology innovations, including your own smartphone app. Can you tell yes. us about this and what it, else is in the pipeline? 
in, in Hong Kong, we have a developed a app uh, to monitor people with that. Okay, they can use our twenty-four hour service. They can send their document to us uh, using the app without calling our staff or using the fax machine or email. So we are already using the app in Hong Kong for many months, and we are developing a similar app or, may, may, or maybe a more advanced app in city by our team uh, uh, under the name of uh, Chapter Two. Uh, which are seven and five six percent. The city boss, uh, Chris Musan, is heading the team, and they are working very hard to develop a new app and new IT technology to do this uh, personal data management business. I think it may be the both the, the best okay technology in place in Australia. Uh, that's uh, what Chris uh, told me okay weeks ago before I give my support for his uh, development. So we see a big rise in the business opportunities for Chapter 2 personal debt management uh, platform in Australia. And we are looking for other food acquisition. I'm talking to many people, they have a good business, good profit, and some people are talking to me to work together under the umbrella of side one. And for those of Binopilator, it's also a debt management or a financial support uh, business model, but it targeted SME. SME is the backbone of many economy, 1 million and 2 million SME in Australia. So it is our target to help this uh, 1 million and 2 million SME to do more business, to survive uh, in the difficult times ahead. If they don't have uh, good money, if the bank cannot give them the, uh, a quick financial support, we try to develop a 24 hours uh, FinTech and AI platform so that we can get funding to them based on their business, based on their uh, a purchase order for their materials or food supply, we will give them timely financial uh, uh, loan so that they can be paid in a orderly manner and we will charge them uh, reasonable interest. Uh, a loan, a, a, a financial support, which the traditional bank cannot provide them in time and quickly. So Jimmy, what sort of margins are you generating and how have your margins changed over time? Imagine your business in Hong Kong, Singapore, and Australia. So, what business you are talking about? We have different business. We have different margin. So, a Hong Kong business is very profitable. We don't have debt whatsoever from our history because uh, we are profit making from day one. So, we have very profitable low liability, low debt in Hong Kong business, even with twenty five staff. We have very profitable. We can have over fifty percent margin. It's crazy. In Hong Kong, because uh, we have business uh, all right, all right. We, are given we, to, uh, to, to the business, Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. But in Australia, in Singapore, we have a good lending uh, business. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, we'll, 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 drop, we'll drop this. I don't think that, yeah, okay. Um, Jimmy, can you talk about some of the joint ventures you have and the role that they play in your regional expansion? I think we are not talking about joint venture, we do acquisitions. So I think. Acquisition uh, by seven as a majority, we usually buy 6% to be a majority uh, shareholder so that we can take control of the company, but we let the operation to be run by the uh, minority shareholders. In Singapore, we acquired two lending companies, one is HSC for personal finance and ICS for SME finance. They are very profitable and we see a big growth of potential. We are raising more money to grow bigger to lending 
companies in Singapore that have a good profit margin and the risk control is uh, very good in my eyes. And for Australian business, okay, we have uh, good business uh, with big growth uh, potential for Chapter 2 and uh, also uh, SME final operator. In Hong Kong, we have a good business model without that and very good profit margin. And we are uh, 100% uh, uh, shareholder of the Hong Kong business, which is my private business before injecting into Saiwan uh, on the ASX listing. And Jimmy, from the funding side of the equation, can you tell us how your balance sheet works and what's been happening with your major funders over the past year in terms of cost of capital and liquidity? In Hong Kong, we don't need capital. Uh, we have cash uh, profit each month. In Singapore, we inject some funds uh, into the Singapore lending and we are some we, we were raising some uh, private money to inject into Singapore. Uh, but in the coming months, uh, we will try to inject more money into the Singapore profitable lending business. We are doing a credit uh, raise, fundraising uh, right now. Uh, uh, the trading is halted uh, today and uh, yesterday. I presume it will resume trading uh, tomorrow. So the fundraise will be used to expand the Singapore lending business in the Singapore. And we will be used to expand the business for also final calculator for SME in Australia in the coming months. And we need to spend money to develop a very sophisticated IT and uh, FinTech and AI uh, 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 system for our SME biolocator in Australia under the company name Yoso. So we do have a big demand for capital for developing our IT system for Yoso biolocator and the big funding needed to be used uh, to support the SME growth in Australia. And we are trying to get a big funding support either from a big uh, uh, fund equity or family office, or even we are trying to talk to one of the big banks in Australia, if possible, to get billions of dollars for this uh, big uh, story for the Yozo SME operator business, which is profitable. Because uh, we are going to charge maybe 1% per month interest on every we have 12% interest uh, 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 per year, okay, to give uh, the loan to the SME. And if we can get the funding to cost uh, less than 6% or even under 4%, I think Seven will have a really uh, good profit uh, model under the Yoso final pay later uh, development in Australia in the coming years. I think billions of dollars will be needed for this uh, profitable SME final pay later business model. And Jimmy, given the changes that you anticipate in terms of your capital structure, what's your policy going forward on dividends? We try to give a good dividend to our shareholders, but I don't think the rate will be very attractive as compared to the big company because we are a fast-growing company, but we will try our best to give some dividend to our supporters, our shareholders, uh, in our future years, like what we did in the past. Uh, we try to give four dividend from 218, uh, although the amount is not high, I think it may make some people happy to buy seven stocks. But someone told me they want a big growth, not dividend. 
there are conflicting views as to whether seven should pay dividend as a, a penny stock. We may grow way bigger. And I think in my view, I'm happy to give some dividend, small dividend, even we pay $1 dividend to our shareholders, okay? It, 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 as a penny, as an appetizer. It's not the main course, main dish. But uh, it will give uh, them uh, some, uh, okay, uh, happiness in holding our stocks. We pay $1 dividend, but we may need to borrow $100 for expansion. Uh, this is my strategy. But we try to do long dilution, okay, fundraising in future for the big amount of money. We may need billions of dollars. So we will try to get some the, uh, banks facility or some uh, non-dilution non uh, company that is possible if we can find out a profitable business model. If we can uh, lend out 12% for our SME loan for the operator model, and we can get uh, interest for 6 to 4%, even for our uh, Singapore company, we do try to raise more money to buy, uh, to, to do more business, but at a good profit margin with a good interest uh, earning. We pay 4 to 6% or even 8% and we can earn uh, more than 12%. Why not? I think we can borrow more money to do more uh, profitable business in a safe manner. So this is my plan. We can pay $1 dividend, but we can borrow $1, $100 for expansion. We try to avoid dilution in future if possible, if we have a good funding support for Taiwan in Singapore and uh, Australia for our big funding lead. And Jimmy, what metrics should investors be paying close attention to when they read your announcements? Uh, the announcement, I think we will have put announcements uh, maybe every month in future. And we have put announcements before. So I see a lot of uh, supporters for seven share price in the last uh, three months. Our share price was uh, very low, 2.4 cent before December 17, 2020. Okay, after announcement of uh, Yozo Balo pay later, the share price and the trading uh, went crazy to 13 cents and the amount of money uh, for the trading, uh, our historical high was uh, about more than 60 million Aussie dollar uh, for one day for a small cap like Taiwan. I think it's crazy, but it's so a good it support and a strong interest in Taiwan stock by many okay, investors. I see a big growth story for Taiwan under my leadership with our good team support, but we are teamwork. Okay, Taiwan success is not based solely on the okay on the uh, the skill and the determination to be work. We are a team already. We have good business in Hong Kong, we have good business in Singapore, we have good business in Australia, maybe other countries, UK or Canada, or even USA later. But we are teamwork. Okay, seven can succeed without Jimmy Wong. But I will work very hard in the coming three years to bring uh, seven to a higher level of success, which I am very confident. So we are small, but we are beautiful. We have a lot of rooms, a lot of markets. We can earn good profit in the coming years. I think seven is a good uh, investment to invest if the investor can read our announcement in the past, today, and uh, in the coming month. They will see the beauty of Seven in our future big growth story. And, and, and the last thing I want to add, we are profitable, okay? We are, we are profitable, we should have a good rising profit, okay? We are 
a, 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 a very expensive stock without problem. I looked at the many stock in the whole world, the new e-commerce stock, they have big variation, billions of dollars, maybe trillions of dollars, because many of them, they are making no profit. I think, I, I, I think this is a big difference to sign one and these are new, new economic stocks, okay? We are, profit, profit, we are profitable company, we will expand in a safe and prudent manner, okay? We are not spending money, we are not losing money to have explosive growth. This is not my direction. Well, Jimmy, I wish you all the very best with uh, your plans to continue to grow the company profitably and expand it. Thank you very much for your time today. Well, thank you to my guest, Jimmy Wong, Executive Chairman and Managing Director at Credit Intelligence for joining us for this edition of Stock Dog.